It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. The Union Forever, hurrah, boys, hurrah, down with the traitor. Welcome to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only at KNews 98.5. I'm your host, Stu Jenkins. As a lawyer, I help people protect their families and real estate with their estate plans. Since 1978, I have tried Slow County court cases, probably a couple of thousand now, and some of them I was able to strike down unconstitutional election laws, city ordinances that were unconstitutional and the Bureau of Cannabis Control's authorization of cannabis billboards on Highway 101. It has been my privilege to repeatedly serve as a Superior Court Special Master. And I'm one of the few people in the county who's ever uh, gathered the evidence and developed the case that resulted in someone, an office holder, being convicted of vote fraud. I bring you officials, lawyers, and organizations shaping public policy right here on Slow County Public Policy and the Law. Last week... We had a very important discussion with CalCoastNews.com investigative reporter Karen Veely about a series of stories uncovering allegations of years of a culture of sexual abuse at San Luis Obispo Senior High School. She invited anyone with information about instances of sexual abuse in local schools to contact her at her number, 805-234-1703. And last week, we had a real good conversation with George Sullivan about the benefits and burdens of owning his 12,800-square-foot underground bomb shelter. That was a real hoot, actually. If you missed those important interviews, log into the podcast of last week's show at K-N-E-W-S, that's K-News, 985.com. Today, uh, we've already spoken with former... Supervisorial candidate Eric Gorham, who announced on this show that he is withdrawing from the race and talked about some of his future plans. In this second hour, I am very honored to have a chat with the county chairman of the Republican Party, Mr. Randall Jordan. But before we start, I want to give listeners an opportunity to continue to follow an important bill pending in front of the California Senate, authored by local assembly member Don Addis. Her Assembly Bill 80 creates a new commission called the, quote, Offshore Wind Energy Entity, end of quote, and that commission will end up being a big factor determining when and how floating electric wind turbines are placed in the federal waters off Cambria, San Simeon, and Ragged Point. If you want to follow Don Addis's Assembly Bill 80, creating the Offshore Wind Energy Entity, log into the State Senate's Appropriations Committee hearing scheduled for August 14th at 10 a.m. You can find the link to the State Senate and to Don Addis's office on Slow County Public Policy and the Law's website at knews985.com. Now it's my great pleasure to welcome the chairman of the Slow County Republican Party, Mr. Randall Jordan. Randall, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Stu. Uh, really uh, happy to be here and uh, 
hopefully we'll have a a great conversation. Well, I know we will. Most of my listeners probably know, and I know you know, that I was actually on the County Democratic Central Committee for quite a few years. I served as secretary there. Uh, I consider myself a moderate Democrat. One of the things I think a lot of listeners don't know is how the parties have been structured in this state uh, for many years. Uh, One of the revolutions, the the progressive era of the 1880s and 1870s, uh, the the legislature set up a program where each county elected a central committee for the Republican Party and for the Democratic Party and for any other party that came along. And uh, those are generally elected for the major parties from the supervisorial districts, aren't they? Yes. And, uh, in fact, I looked up, and you had a contested race for your seat uh, this last uh, presidential election year, 2020. Um, the, for folks who want to get involved in politics, whether they're a Democrat or a Republican or, in this county, the Green County Council, um, the filing deadline is December 8th, I think, this year. Yes, it is. So folks can go down and uh, they can file to be on the Republican Central Committee. Yes, they can. They have to have been a Republican for at least a year. And uh, same thing for the Democratic Party and the same thing for the... Uh, well, actually, I don't know how the Greens organize themselves totally. I, uh, for our listeners, uh, we give equal time. I've invited the chairman of the Democratic Party to come on. And I've invited the chairwoman of the Green County Council to come on. These are ways that more people can get involved in uh, public policy and politics, isn't it? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, I think it's basically the uh, the groundwork for, uh, or, or the bench, as we call it, the beginning of the bench uh, for uh, moving up and getting into, uh, if you do uh, decide to get into politics, it's a good way to get a, a primer and kind of know what the lay of the land is. How long have you served on the Republican County Central Committee now, Randall? Oh, gosh. Uh, 2012. So what's that? 11 years. Okay. I've been on the uh, Central Committee. I've been chair since 2017. Unfortunately, that is the same year that our county flipped from red to blue. That was the year I think it flipped from red to blue, if you're thinking about the supervisorial races. Yes. Because of a gubernatorial appointment, there was actually a Republican supervisor who died, got replaced by a woman who is now the mayor of Arroyo Grande. Yes, yes. So, and those kinds of things have consequences because policy changes and uh, I'm not going to say there's patronage because we're in a reformed state, right? But uh, but the truth is that there always is uh, patronage going on in various ways. What what uh, what I wondered about, you've been in the county for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how long have you lived here, Randall? Uh, my wife and I um, moved to uh, actually San Miguel in uh, 1984, and we were transplants from Southern California, which I think most people either come from the north, the Bay Area, or from the south, and uh, we migrated up from the south. We we were looking for a better place to raise our two boys, uh-huh. which ended up being four boys. We had two two more children when we got up here, and well, um, it was such a great place. It's you, such you, a great you, place. You had to have more. We had to have more. <laughs> I had to have more. So we we've, we've been here going on forty years. It'll be uh, forty years uh, in uh, 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 2024. 
And um, yeah, we've we've just uh, loved it. My wife and I have been married. We just celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary. Well, congratulations. Uh, June 2nd. So I'm very proud of that. Um, I, uh, I'm one of the fortunate ones that uh, married uh, the perfect woman. So I, I uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been a great, uh, a great thing. Um, I got interested in politics uh, basically when the kids were younger. I, uh, um, our boys attended Pleasant Valley School, which was a, actually, if you can remember back that far, a one-room schoolhouse that was uh, out in um, uh, Pleasant Valley area near San Miguel. And um, I was elected to that board, and that was in, um, I think, 1986. That had its own school district. Had its there. own school district. Yeah, yeah. it still does. Mm-hmm. It still does. Yeah, it's been uh, uh, threatened before by, and I won't, won't say threatened, but offered before from San Miguel and Pastoral School District to, uh, to, merge. Be, to merge and become part. And uh, they have stayed independent, so I'm uh, still happy about that. That's very happy. I'm very happy. But I was on that board for eight years. I was president for two years, uh, and um, took a took some time off to raise the kids. And uh, when we got a little bit older, uh, and things started, in my opinion, uh, turning south or turning sour, um, I thought it's time that I got back involved. And uh, so, uh, probably right after the Tea Party. Uh, did the demonstration on the steps of the Capitol in 2009 is when I started getting it, getting engaged and uh, you got active active and it's been 24 hmm. seven ever since. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. Well, you, it can't have been totally 24 seven because you run a, a fairly significant business, don't you? It's Palomar Homes. Yes, we do, and and I I tell people now that that's my hobby. Build, building houses for a living is is uh, is my hobby, and uh, the politics <laughs> it takes so much time. It's it's uh, you know it, it'll take as much as as uh, as you'll let it. And we're both my wife and I are very engaged. Uh, my wife Mary uh, was a uh, Trump delegate uh, in the in 2016 and in 2020. She went uh, uh, for California was our our area representative for uh, for Donald Trump. So. Um, yeah, we're both very, very, very active. Very, very active. Well, folks, you're listening to a discussion with Mr. Randall Jordan, who is the chairman of the San Luis Obispo County Republican Central Committee, or the Republican Party mm-hmm. in the county. Now, um, for folks, uh, for folks who uh, aren't familiar with how p- the political parties are structured in California, they're, they're not exactly the same. But uh, they kind of mimic each other a little bit when um, the, in fact, there was just a state uh, convention of the Republican Party, uh, wasn't there? Well, last weekend we had an executive, a, an emergency executive committee meeting of the state party. Okay. And where was that? Uh, that was in, um, oh gosh, I, I, I always think Tustin, but it wasn't in Tustin. It was uh, uh, down in... Um, Near Tustin. Near Tustin. Yeah, okay. Down in that area. Yeah. That, uh, which is a beautiful place to go in in August. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, the there's an executive committee and then there's an annual state convention. And there's delegates that go from all over the state to both of the major political parties, to the convention or to the executive committee. How, how are those delegates first on the executive committee, selected in the Republican Party, 
and you know how are the, is it broken up uh, fr- throughout the state, and then how is how are the delegates that go to the state convention selected? Good questions. Good questions. There's there's approximately fourteen hundred state delegates. There's fifty eight counties, so there's uh, supposed to be fifty eight central committees. Uh, right now, I think we have fifty three or fifty four. Uh, there's a, a few central committees that uh, are not active in in some of the uh, smaller outlying. Uh, I know Lake County, which is a small county, they just did uh, become active again. So the smaller counties, sometimes we don't have uh, a full committee. Sure. But uh, there's 1,400 delegates, and those delegates basically are either appointed uh, by the uh, central committee chair. Uh, I think in the last go-round, I appointed eight or nine out of our county. Uh, central committee. Each, each county gets a different number based on population, or is it based on the number of votes delivered for president or governor, one of those? Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good, good questions. Those are good. Uh, ba- basically, it's uh, um, uh, if you're in a red county, you get more delegates. Um, if you uh, have a headquarters, uh, we have two headquarters in this county, so uh, we got delegates for that. If you have a certain uh, a fundraising ability and you've been successful in fundraising, you get a delegates for that. Uh, every chair starts out with four, and then you can work your way up from there. I think the best I've ever done is uh, one year I had 12 that wow. were given to us for different things that we did. Out of the 1,400 total. Out of the 1,400 total. So, yeah. uh, And then the electeds, uh, they get to a point. So each elected, even if they don't win office— so uh, in this last go-around, Vicki Norden, uh, who is running for uh, state senate, um, she was not successful, but uh, she was the candidate for the Republican Party, and I think she got to appoint five or six herself. So um, basically, once you add all them up, and then the, the, the uh, 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 candidates that uh, did uh, win and that are seated, they have more. Uh, delegates that they can uh, hand out. So the ex-officios, the the uh, candidates uh, from before, uh, they have a few. So it's kind of a, a, a weird uh, concoction and uh, a formula that they come up with, but it totals the 1,400 state delegates. So if you've got a young man or woman of uh, 19, 20, and they want to get involved, um, running for the county central committee gives, if they can get on gives them a shot at going to the state convention uh, if they get appointed by the chair. Yes. If they uh, impress you. And, uh, you know, I, I imagine uh, if it's anything like the Democratic conventions, uh, when somebody shows up there, they're, they're shaking hands and chatting with uh, state senators, state assembly people, uh, con- congressional uh, representatives. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a fairly good leg up for them to get an introduction in, and uh, maybe become an intern uh, in one of those offices, isn't it? Yeah, oh, oh, most definitely. Um, we are seeing uh, a, a resurgence or a surgence of uh, young folks. Uh, we've got an 18-year-old on our central committee that, well, just, that just graduated from uh, Pastor Robles High, uh, Hunter, um, Hunter Breeze. Um, and uh, we've got uh, the youngest that I know of, and he's a good friend, uh, David Chan, 
who is now the the um, chairman of the Alameda uh, Central Committee, Republican Central Committee. He's 22 years old, and he he is actually a student at Berkeley. Um, oddly enough, well, uh, yeah, well, that's where Berkeley is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, so yeah, yeah you, if if you want to get your teeth cut, it's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the people that uh, volunteer for the Central Committees. Are older folks, older uh, um, you know, adults, mature, mature, mature adults. people, yeah, mature, yeah. mature adults uh, that that have now some free time, um, or uh, they just, you know, they're they're um, what's 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 the line? Uh, I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm I've had enough. I'm not not going to take anymore. And then they see what they can do, and uh, uh, they. Uh, They'll volunteer, and you know we've got a great bunch right now. We've got a really good central committee. I'm really uh, excited about it. Well, that's uh, that's wonderful. Now, uh, do you have how, are all the seats filled? Uh, sometimes people resign or they move away. And, that's uh, hard to say. Because yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's hard to say because of the redistricting. We're 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 just such in limbo ah, with the districts. Sure. Uh, when when the patent map came out in twenty. And got adopted. And got adopted, and that was back in 2022. Um, we were completely full. We had all of our uh, all of our members and all of our alternates were full, which is five of each. So we have basically five districts and five representatives. That's 25, and then five alternates, so that's 50. And then we also uh, um, have uh, the uh, ex officios. So they're they're part of the uh, central committee. Now I think uh, for our listeners, I think the ex officios are people who've been appointed by other by office holders. Is that is that what you're talking about? Yes, yeah, or, or the office holders themselves. Ah, so the office okay. holders themselves, like uh, right now, I'm I'm ta- saying like Vicki Norton, or we're talking uh, um, Jeff Gorman, uh, who ran for uh, Congress out of Monterey. Right. Um, Jeff, if he wanted, he could sit on our on our board. Even though he's not from this county. Even though he's not from this county, because we, we are one of his counties. We, we were in his okay. district, so we voted for him. Um, or, like you say, they can appoint someone, and that's basically the ex officio representative. Um, well, folks, you're listening to Randall Jordan. He's the chair of the county Republican Party here in San Luis Obispo County, and uh, this is a very educational program because if you want to get involved in politics, the the model that he's talking about is for the Republican Party. Uh, there's a very similar model for the Democratic Party, and I'm sure when the uh, chairman of the Democratic Party uh, accepts my invitation to come on here, we'll find out about that. Uh, I actually revised the bylaws for that committee. That was one thing I, I was curious about. Um, I didn't see the bylaws for the Republican Party uh, on what is a very good website for uh, the county Republican Party. Is that Thank something you. that, that uh, you folks have on the website that, that I just couldn't find? or I actually don't even know. I've never looked from our bylaws uh, on, okay. the, on the website. Um, our, our bylaws are very active. We, we uh, um, uh, go over them very, very uh, rigorously, uh, periodically. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I, 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 I've, uh, You've been got, involved in that, I've, yeah. I've been involved in that. I've got friends who are on the committee who've told me about how uh, carefully you follow the bylaws. Yeah, we're very, very fortunate in our county. Um, my parliamentarian 
is Chuck Bell. And Chuck Bell is uh, one of the leading uh, conservative attorneys in the state. For folks who don't know, Chuck Bell uh, was uh, one of the leading uh, parties in a firm in Sacramento. He represented the state Republican Party for uh, on and off, I think, for 18 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, I think it was for nine years, and then somebody got mad at him, and then uh, whoever they were got booted out, and he was back. Uh, and uh, I've actually handled a case or two with him, uh, even though we're from opposite sides of the political fence. He's a very good lawyer, and uh, so you're lucky to have him as your parliamentarian. Very lucky, very lucky. I turn to him a lot and ask him a lot of questions, and he's always uh, uh, very um, forthcoming and, and helpful. Well, and so. when, when I have lunch with Chuck, uh, you know, we joke about the fact that we're the guys who— uh, who help both of the parties uh, actually uh, give effect to the Constitution? So, uh, and you got to have uh, you got to have that uh, structure for the political parties to be able to improve the country, improve the state, or improve the county. So, well, folks, you're listening to a discussion with the chairman of the San Luis Obispo County Republican Central Committee, Mr. Randall Jordan, and. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of things coming up. Um, I, you want to give people the way to contact the Republican Party in this county? Uh, actually, really, really easy. Just basically go to your search engine and uh, type in RPSLOC or R, even RPSLO, Republican Party, San Luis Obispo, dot org, dot com. And it'll pop right up, pop right up. up. And uh, we try and keep that up to date uh, with events going on. We just had our Lincoln Reagan dinner uh, last month. Actually, it was in June uh, and it was very successful. Uh, We had a barbecue uh, in July, uh, also very successful in Atascadero. Um, We have another barbecue coming up and uh, we try and do movie nights once a month. Really? yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we'll we'll show uh, uh, pertinent movies that we think that people would uh, would enjoy that have uh, a, a political bent to them, but also uh, are informational and and uh, good information. Well, folks, so, you're you're listening to Randall Jordan, the chair of the Republican Party in San Luis County. Stay tuned after the news and these short ads, and we'll be back here at Slow County Public Policy and the Law on K News ninety eight point five. Crazy about it, shit. 